0: up everybody man i'm excited to be moving on to the next chapter in our study of revelation chapter 5 continues the scene started in chapter 4 and sets the stage for god's judgment to be poured out on the earth and those in it this is where everyone usually freaks out because it seems to go so dark you know it goes dark quickly once jesus starts opening the seals and the judgments start being poured out um you know it just seems like this is where everybody, this is what everybody takes the book of Revelation and makes it out like it's just doom and gloom, like it's just so dark and scary. And the truth is, it's it, It's not. It's God's mercy, truthfully. it's It's a just God, but it's a merciful God. And you'll see that. Like I said before, my goal is for the believer to not be afraid of what is written in this book, but instead see the just nature of God playing out while simultaneously seeing the mercy and grace of God being poured out. God is just and will judge the world and hold everyone to account, but you will also see uh, just how merciful and full of grace he is. If anything, these remaining chapters should create an urgency in every believer to be a light to those around you, to boldly declare God's truth, because who would want anyone to have to go through the judgment of the tribulation period or to die without Christ as their Redeemer? In chapter 5, we see once again the presence of the Godhead or Trinity. However, the, the focus quickly shifts to Jesus from this point on. In this chapter, we see the culmination of all of Scripture coming to fruition. You know, God's plan is coming to fulfillment, and the truth of who Jesus is and has always been becomes very evident. Scripture has been building up to this point from the beginning, and now the stage is being set for the final act. God has a scroll that is completely sealed up, and no one can open it except Jesus, the righteous judge, the Lamb that was slain, The one whom all authority under heaven has been given. You know what? Let's jump in and explore chapter 5 and its truth. John sees a scroll with writing on it. And it has writing on both sides, the inside and on the outside. And so he sees the scroll that has writing on both sides, which would indicate that it is an official document. Since most writings or documents only had writing on one side, this would would have been a rare document. And this scroll had the appearance of an official document, much like a deed or a land document uh, would have had uh, during that day. You know, their books or documents were not bound like, uh, what, like books that we use today. So the parchment and what they wrote on would have been just rolled up into a scroll. And if it was uh, important and needed to be sealed, it would have been sealed with a wax seal. Um, and certain documents would have had writing on the inside and outside and we'll get to uh to more of that in a minute so now the thing about the document if it was written like that it the what was on the inside would have been all of the details to the agreement or um whatever the document document was proclaiming it the details would have all been on the inside and then a summary of what was in the document would have been on the outside so that someone could read the summary on the outside get an idea of what is on the inside of it without having to open it okay because once they broke that seal the document was was voided so to speak so now let me be clear i'm not saying that the scroll was a deed or land document however i am going to use the example to help in potentially understanding the nature of the scroll a land deed legal document or agreement um, would have been, would have had the details of the agreement on the inside, like I was saying, with a summary of its contents on the outside, then it would have been sealed officially, and only the one with the authority could open it, like a judge or a magistrate or, or type of ruler. Uh, only they could, only certain people would have the authority to open it. So once the seal was broken and the document opened, the agreement would have ended, it would have been ended and rendered complete or fulfilled, and a new agreement would have had to have been made at that point so breaking the seal would have nullified the agreement okay it would have rendered it done now the seven seals um on this scroll that that god is holding the seven seals represent the righteous and complete judgment of god you'll see the number seven over and over again and it always refers to uh you know a hundred percent or completion um in this case the seven the seven seals represent the the full complete judgment of God you know contained on the scroll, so you know some day or some say it is a land deed regarding the land of Israel that was given to the gentiles uh when God allowed them to trample and defile um Jerusalem you know during the gentile age and with the opening of the scroll it would render the agreement complete and the land would return to its rightful owner the nation of israel the people whom god made a covenant with and promised the land to. and some say it possibly contains you know like a lien against the souls of man like a, a sin debt that we couldn't pay and god put a lien on the souls of man but jesus being the lamb that was slain paid the debt and opening the scroll would show that the debt or lien was canceled and fulfilled There are many speculations as to what is in the scroll, and we may never know or fully understand, but sometimes we make things more difficult than they are, and sometimes we look for some hidden meaning or secret meaning and overlook the simplicity of the obvious. You know, as we go through the rest of Revelation, you will see with each seal that is opened, a piece of God's judgment is revealed. And when all the seals are opened on the scroll, it reveals the full and complete divine judgment of God on the world and mankind because of their sin and rebellion to God. It also ushers in the completion of the judgment against Israel and their atonement. You know, and it, it, Their atonement will be complete and they will no longer be subjugated to the Gentiles. The Gentile age will end. The church, however, is spared from this hour of judgment, as we learned during the seven letters to the seven churches. This may seem overly simple, but God reveals what happens with each seal that is opened and what happens when the final seal is broken. Therefore, we know what they represent, and the fact that there are seven just represents the complete and, and just judgment of God. So, by looking at the results of of breaking the seals and opening the scroll, we can at least get a possible understanding regarding the scroll. And we can definitely see the clarity of its importance. Now, there is much to discuss as we go through these remaining chapters, so I, I won't get ahead of myself at this point regarding the seals. But, however, let me lay out a few things for you to consider. At creation in Genesis... God tells us that when God created man, he gave mankind dominion over the earth and all that is in it to go and subdue it. And that's, you know, you can go back and look at Genesis uh, chapter 1, 26 through 28. Now, so God gave man dominion over the earth and and to go and be fruitful, multiply and, and subdue it. Now, we also know that when the final seven years of judgment is complete, God will take back the dominion that was given to man. And it will be given to Yeshua, to Jesus, God in the flesh, the king of kings. He will be given dominion over all the earth and all that is in it. And he will reign forever and his kingdom will never end. Now, man has not been a good steward of the dominion it was given. Man has defiled it and tainted it with sin, built altars to false gods, etc. And God will render judgment for that because he is just. Now, the scroll can't be opened without first breaking each seal, and each seal brings another portion of God's judgment. We know that once the judgment is complete, Jesus will establish his kingdom and take back dominion over all the earth and all that is in it. Also, it is important to note that a portion or remnant of Israel was not hardened against the Messiah, but the nation of Israel itself was held to the old covenant until the judgment of God can be rendered complete out of the 490 years, they have to finish the final seven years of that um, atonement. So once that is complete, their eyes will be open and they will see their Messiah. So it is possible that the scroll contains the proclamation that gave man dominion over the earth after the, and after judgment is rendered the op, uh, and the opening of the scroll happens, it brings an end to man's dominion and it returns the dominion returns to Jesus so to speak. But we can also conclude that the scroll could contain the old covenant that Israel is being held to until their atonement and judgment is complete. And by Jesus opening the scroll, he is rendering the judgment complete and the old covenant fulfilled regarding Israel and their atonement. And they can now be restored as the natural branch and there and take their place in God's family alongside the church. Regardless of what is actually written on that scroll, the outcome of Jesus opening it brings about both outcomes from the two possibilities I mentioned a few minutes ago. I just wanted to give you those two possibilities so that you could understand the nature uh, and importance of the scroll. Now let's move on to the part that matters most. A mighty angel with a loud voice asks, Who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth, no one dead or alive, No one period ever could be found worthy to open it. And at this point, John weeps. Now don't miss this. If John saw the writing on the outside of the scroll and it showed a summary of what was in the scroll, and if that did in fact contain the old covenant that Israel was bound to, I could understand why John would be weeping at this point. You know, the thought of no one being able to open it that would be harsh because he would know that if nobody can open that that scroll then his people can never be free from their judgment from the the bondage to the to the law to the old covenant they could never be free from it and so i could see why that would would make him weep you know if that's the case you know but Hope rushes in. In Revelation 5, 5, it says, Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See, the Lion of Judah, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. And At that moment, John's heart probably swelled with such hope and joy. There is one who is worthy. He can open it. Because he is the rightful king, the triumphant king, the lamb that was slain for the sins of the world, the one whom God's judgment for sin was poured out on at the cross. He defeated the enemy. He conquered the world. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. And he is the only one blameless before God, the only one worthy. He is the righteous judge. And because he is the Lion of Judah... And the root of David, he can dispense the final judgment on Israel and the world. Only he can render the judgment complete and end the dominion of man along, along with Israel's uh, atonement, their time for atonement. So tomorrow we will take a look at the rest of chapter 5. The lamb that was slain, the one who purchased for God with his blood people from every tribe and language and, and nation you know, and made them into a kingdom of priests that would serve God. There is so much to discuss tomorrow, and so I hope that you will join join me for the episode tomorrow. The first part of chapter 5, I wanted to spend some time on the scroll because it is a key part of the story for the next several chapters. Also, what we cover today shows us that God is just and merciful. He must be true to his word. He had to punish sin, just like he has to judge the world in Israel. And at the same time, he is merciful because he provided the sacrifice, the only one who could purchase man's freedom from sin, the only one who could fairly and mercifully judge and restore his people. He is the hope that endures forever. God is so full of mercy because where He judges, He intercedes on our behalf through His Son. Where you find God's judgment, you will find His grace and mercy all the more. As you will see throughout this entire book of Revelation. God, you are so full of mercy and grace. You are a just God and a righteous God and you are righteous in your actions thank you jesus for stepping off your throne and becoming our humble sacrifice for paying a debt we could never pay and for interceding on our behalf before the father i look forward to your kingdom but until that day comes let me serve you with all that i am Let me take up my cross daily and follow you. Let your people step into their purpose each day with a passion and a fire that comes from you. No matter what we are going through, let it be used for your glory. Let your spirit fall on your people, Lord. Let there be a revival. I just want to see your people on fire for you. I want to see the church come together and the body of Christ come together as one body. Then let the earth shake and the enemy tremble, because if the body of Christ comes together, the enemy will have nowhere to hide. Let us rise up and stand like a mountain and love like an avalanche. Even even in our failures, let us point others to you, the Lamb that was slain, the triumphant King, our salvation. Amen.